I absolutely love that because you know relationships are revenue <laughs> I mean they really are right and building relationships creates revenue but when you have these relationship rituals it kind of takes the place of follow-up because you're always coming to the front of someone's mind when you're sharing with them something that really creates that connection and that translates into not only your business life but also your personal life Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Hey, Meg. Hey, good morning, sister. What's going on? We're kind of switching up our sales um, like series today by adding something that people maybe don't think about when they think about of sales. Yeah. I came across a recent statistic the other day that completely blew my mind, Jen. Mm -hmm. And that statistic was that 80% of your close rates for your sales come from at least five touch points. In other words, 80% of your overall business revenue comes from at least five Mm follow-ups with a potential customer. I I think that is so missed in the whole enrollment slash sales conversation. And I'm really excited today to share how we follow up and how we've had such not only great revenue from follow-up, but also retention. 100%. I know... Most of our clients, and this was me, is like, I don't want to feel like I'm harassing someone. I don't want to feel like I'm stalking someone. I don't want someone to feel like I'm bugging them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is the number one objection for why people don't follow up. They just say, oh, well, if they like me, they'll reach back out to me. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No, it, it doesn't. Not at all. And... I think it's an integrity when we follow up. You know, I think that we've talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but for me, and I know you feel the same way because we've had this conversation, but when someone that I'm looking to invest with as a mentor, as a guide, as a professional that can help my business and help me grow and, and they don't follow up with me in an intentional way, it really makes me feel like they weren't listening to me and they don't care about me. 100%. This is something that you've said a lot. The follow-up is generous. Like, I I just want to, like, put that on a sticky note and have it everywhere. And once I switched my mindset to that mentality, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And, And even the people who end up saying no we end up on a good note. Does that make sense? Because they know that I actually care about them. Mm -hmm. I listen. I repeat back to them what I thought I heard them say. I find articles that remind me of the conversation that I had with them. I'm curious about, you know, also what's going on in their personal life that might be getting in the way of their business. Like, I want to know all of the things because I care. Yep. And... I know, and I know we've said this in a previous episode, when we are on the other side and we're a customer having a conversation 
with a quote unquote sales Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> a salesperson. <laughs> and they don't follow up with me. I'm thinking they don't care. I'm thinking they probably didn't connect with me. They don't care about what I said. And so for me, when someone follows up with me in a heart-centered way that allows me to know that they paid attention, I want to work with them. Yes. Yes. So do I. And it, it just feels really transactional when you never heard from that person again, because they're, you know, either it is transactional for them, or maybe they're afraid to follow up because they don't want the rejection and they don't want the no. Do you know what it reminds me of? What? A one night stand. Oh, you and your dating analogy, dating <laughs> sex analogies. It's, and Disney, all thrown into one. Your business is like dating. I mean, let's just be honest. Everybody has dated. I mean, most people, right? I Yes. And if they're not dating, they should be. And not online. <laughs> just go out. Go just out. Go out. Meet people in person. Go to live events. <laughs> go to our live events. <laughs> they're amazing. So don't be the one night stand that doesn't call you the next day. Mm-hmm. Don't like one night stand your customer. I really like this, Meg. Are you just coming up with this now? It's Ed. It's like him rapping. <laughs> Which you still haven't done on a podcast. Because we don't champagne on podcasts anymore. We need to start because we're just we're podcasting too early. Too it's early. Like we're coughing. We're not champagning. <laughs> no. Coughing. It's really hard for me to rap when I'm coughing because I get too like anxious. Yeah. But when I'm champagning, I'm more relaxed. So then I can flow. So maybe our next podcast solo will have to be a champagning and you rapping. Okay. I think that's a date. Be, I think that'd be amazing. She's really good. She's a really good rapper, by the way. All right. Okay, now I'm nervous. Oh, did I put a lot of pressure yes, on you? a lot of pressure. <laughs> I am not good. I just love it, and it's fun. But no, I am horrible. She's not horrible. She knows all the lyrics to just about every 90s, early 2000s rap song on the planet. I mean, you give me some Tupac, some SWV, some R&B, some Common, and the, it's over. Well, I'd love to hear what our listeners think of all of those Um <laughs> artists you just mentioned if any of them even know who they are (laughs) hopefully they're around our age but i'm sure half of our listeners are half our age and that's okay that's okay that's okay all right so you guys we're really excited to share this with you and I think we did a really, um, we really talked about mindset and the mindset of follow-up. So we'd really like to give you just some really tangible ways to follow up with people. If you're like, I'm stuck, what do I do? What's next? I had this great conversation with this amazing potential client and I know they're a great fit. How do I follow up to ensure that I'm being connected and heart-centered? Yeah, we've got some really great tips that have always allowed us to kind of put the nervousness aside or the the nervousness just kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Well, when you do it this way, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, shall we dive in? Yeah, I think we can dive in. And I think these steps are really simple. But I also, you know, want to just open this up to sharing with our audience. This is our way. And it's a really great framework. But you know how you connect with people best. And I think it's a really good just thing to just kind of give a 30,000 foot view of, yes, these are great strategies and um, simple steps, but also like what really connects to you and how you, you know, really reach out to people and keep that in the back of your mind too, as we're going through this. Yeah. So if you want to send them a rap song that reminded you of them, (laughs) then by all means do it. 
<laughs> or if you want to send them a Disney movie, you can do that you too. You can do that too. Just be, just be yourself. Be you. Yes. And this is how we are connected with our audience. And one of the main things that I want to share is when you're following up with someone during those five touch points, it doesn't have to be. And in fact, it shouldn't be always about business or the actual conversation and the enrollment of them saying yes to your offer. It most frequently for us is a completely different way of following up with people. Yeah. Tell more. (laughs) Well, I think it's really beautiful when you have a conversation with someone that you have had a connection with and you can share with them that you remember what they said to you because you were listening by adding value to their life. So I have this thing I do. It's one of my rituals is that every day it's because part of my values is connection. So every day before the day ends, I send a text to someone that I'm thinking about. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't always, it isn't always like a long, huge message, but it's like, Hey, when I was on the treadmill this morning, listening to this podcast, it made me think of you. Like last night with my dad, I saw this um, documentary that I thought he would really enjoy. So that was my connection yesterday. I sent my dad a documentary that I thought he would enjoy. So if you're thinking about the conversation that you had with your potential client and you want to follow up with them, a really great entry point is to remember something that mattered to them in the conversation. And maybe you remember something that you came across that day or even in the past week that you think would add value to their life and send it to them. That's so good. And also, it doesn't even have to be from a recent conversation. It can be someone that maybe you connected with a year ago. Yeah. And you saw something that reminded you of them. And you never know when the person is ready. So don't think it has to be a recent conversation. It could even be a past client who maybe at that moment, they didn't need your product or services anymore. But maybe now they do. Or maybe they know someone who does. I love, I I absolutely love that because, you know, relationships are revenue. (laughs) I mean, they really are right. And building relationships creates revenue. But when you have these relationship rituals, it kind of takes the place of follow-up because you're always coming to the front of someone's mind when you're sharing with them something that really creates that connection. And that translates into not only your business life, but also your personal life. And if you can create that kind of habit where you're constantly saying, how can I be of service? How can I create that relationship revenue by creating a ritual around sharing something that's valuable and generous every day? It's almost like a built-in follow-up system. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> Does Kalina say that? She does. Yeah. That's where I got that from okay. my daughter. Not a Disney movie, not from a rap song, from my six-year-old daughter. She actually has some really good like one-liners. Like, What did she say on the chairlift that day about men and boys in college or something? Oh, uh, oh, this is, I, this is like a playground talk. I remember this from the playground. It's like boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider and girls go to college to get more knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> love that girl (laughs) girl power all right back to business (laughs) sorry that was totally left turn (laughs) and where it's like when you're listening to the podcast you're going to college to get more knowledge galena would approve galena (laughs) approved okay so listeners we've got seven tips for you to follow up like a freaking boss and do it in a heart-centered way where you're not making the person on the other side feel like 
you just one night stand them. You were just singing that, not <laughs> rapping. <laughs> okay, Jen, you guys don't want to hear me sing. All right, so number one, number one, Jen, is use a variety of follow-up methods. So I love this one because... <laughs> I think sometimes we get lazy with our follow-up game and we like keep trying to push the same button that's not converting when what I realize, especially different age demographics, I feel use different forms of communication. Like there are some clients of ours, Jen, that don't use email, which completely blows my mind. <laughs> I know. It's so impressive. They can get through life without email. <laughs> if you looked at my inbox, you would I have. No, I've seen your inbox. <gasps> too many emails you don't delete them they just sit there i know well what if i need to like search it and go back to it and then it's lost good point (laughs) so if they don't respond via the main method that you followed up with them within a few days try another method so you know maybe you're using facebook messenger for example which i feel like a lot of people use these days try email Try, if you have their phone number, a text message. Uh, try maybe Instagram or maybe even just pick up the phone. Yeah. I I mean, you said a lot of people use Facebook Messenger, but again, like depending on their demographic, I mean, if you ask my daughter, she would be like, what's Facebook? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. It's like MySpace of our generation. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, and then even like, this is an interesting point. She was like, we don't even use Instagram, mom. It's all TikTok. Okay, so high schoolers don't even use Instagram no, anymore. No, they use TikTok and Snapchat. Wow. I know. So get ready, Mom, because when your girls are in high school, you have no idea what they're going to use. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> Lena, this is another side note. She tends to steal my phone, and I don't even know how she knows how to do this, but she accidentally stumbles on Instagram a lot. And didn't she once post on your Instagram? <laughs> she did. She, no, she posted on Solasend's Instagram. She had your phone, and you must have had the Solasend Instagram open instead of yours. Yeah. So she, <laughs> but but my Facebook is linked to our Instagram. So Lena showed up on my Facebook page, <laughs> and it was a full on selfie. It was so cute. <laughs> Were you like, what the what's fuck going on? is her face doing on my? Account? Like, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Photo bomb. Okay, so that's a great place to start is um, use a variety and how to follow up with your potential clients and customers. <clears throat> What's number two, Meg? So number two is give them a few days to respond. Give them space, right? If no response, you know, after a few days, can you say, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you got my message. Hey, I just wanted to circle back and make sure that you received it. Because sometimes we presume that they opened it when Often, especially if the person maybe is traveling or sick or maybe that's not the main form of communication that they use, like we said before, the circling back reminds them to respond to you. Yes. And this is also a really good point that I get to really remind myself of because I am such a instant responder. Mm -hmm. And when I have a decision to make, I make it right away. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, you included, Meg, you take time 
to discern and really go through research and information, and then you make a decision. So just because they haven't responded to you in two or three days doesn't mean that they're not a yes. That's right, 100%. So hey, John, I know we have a lot going on, but what are you excited about right now? You know, what I'm most excited about is doing exactly what we did on May 20th, again, on September 23rd. What are you talking about? The live event like no other, the Women in Business Leadership Lounge. I have so much fun in each event and I feel like now that we have two under our belt, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, we had a blast on May 20th and we're going to blow it out of the water on September 23rd. So I know a lot of you that are listening have probably been to a business event, a networking event. I hate to say that because it feels like forced conversations and stuffy fluorescent lights in a conference room. And this is so not that. No, it's not. We do it in an edgy environment in downtown Boise at the Amsterdam Lounge, where we have a live DJ. We have champagne, wonderful catered food. And we also bring in local business women who showcase their products and services so that we can shop. Lots of shopping. And you forgot to mention the red carpet photo entrance. Yeah, I love getting dressed up. How many outfit changes are we gonna have this event? <laughs> well, we might have to top the last one. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a, a constant stream of Rent the Runway outfits arriving at our door. I love it. So if y'all are listening and you're ready for a fun and connected event where you'll get to meet with other women in business and possibly collaborate with them in real time, but also learn from us in person as well as the other amazing speakers that we have, then you don't want to miss this. So if you'd like to join us, you can head over to our website at soulascendcoaching.com where you can grab your ticket. Yeah, and while you're there, check out some of our other resources that we have for you. We have so many free gifts there to support you in integrating our methods of sales, of making more money, of staying connected and staying aligned through our collaboration formula on that site. And you'll also get to see more about how we work with people in a more intimate setting. So head on over and we can't wait to see you live in person in Boise on September 23rd. Okay, so number three is provide value. And this is something that we sort of opened up the conversation with and we're going to continue to talk about value because you have to remember that Again, this person is not just another number with a heartbeat and they want to know that you remember them and want to offer value to them that solves a problem they might be experiencing. So can you offer them a free resource that you have or circle back to a tool that might be relevant for them and their pain? Can you even maybe offer some one-time offers or discounts or something that is going to let them know that you've paid attention. Yeah. And this is also a great place to not only provide value that you craft and create, but provide value just for the sake of providing value, 
right? So just like I talked about with the example of my dad, just sending him that documentary that I thought he would like. It's the same thing here. You can always just reach out to them and say, Hey, I know we talked about how you're really struggling to get your accounting and your bookkeeping and your business. And I found this great book that I thought would really support you in an outline to kind of get you going in that direction. So I think that, you know, adding value doesn't have to always come from your offers or resources. It can also come from just things that, you know, will support them and wherever they're at in their journey. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so number four is if they are a no or a not yet, possibly try another offer. Mm -hmm. So I love this because as Jen and I always say, your customers are not one size fits all. And you might be suggesting them something that, yes, could be the thing for them, but maybe they're not quite ready yet. Maybe they're not ready to make that investment yet do you have another offer that you could downsell them into to continue to nurture and build that no like and trust factor until maybe one day they're ready for the initial offer so this again goes back to the providing value and providing connection because it shows that you're paying attention and that you have other tools in your toolkit that can meet the person where they are currently at And Meg, I want to add something to that because this also speaks directly into why it's really important as a business owner to have a value ladder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we teach in our community a lot that, you know, you teach from the dating analogy and we teach people how to really build the pyramid of having that foundational offer and then levels and the higher they go up on that pyramid to the top of the triangle is the higher the offer is. So it's always really important to have a very structured framework in your business model so that there is something to downsell to or upsell to. Yes, that's right. 100%. Okay, Jen, what is number five? So this is something that I really learned from you, Meg. Whenever we or I've watched you leave or, you know, close an enrollment or sales conversation, you always make sure they have next steps. Mm -hmm. And so number five is be crystal clear on next steps. So this is really important because, you know, if there's not clarity, there's obviously confusion. And when you're not really clear with your potential client or customer of what is next for them, how the follow-up is going to take place, when you're going to connect again, that confusion doesn't convert. 100%. And when you're vague... Vague is broke mentality. Absolutely. So maybe we can give an example so they can understand if they've actually been doing this. Because I know sometimes I did. Like I get nervous at the end of a sales conversation. I'd be like, okay, um, so why don't you give me a call when you're ready? (laughs) Yeah. But what you say now and -hmm. what I hear you say, and this is something that you say all the time. And it reminds me that we're closing. It reminds me that you're still in your authority because this also directs back to you giving next steps as as a coach, as a mentor, and as an authority in the conversation. So what you typically say is towards the end of a sales conversation, you always say to the potential customer or client, okay, so is it okay with you if we set up some next steps right now? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And the person says yes. And you say, okay, so would it be a good idea if we set up a call for maybe, let's say, on Thursday at 10 a.m. or would 11 a.m. work best for you? That's right. And giving that clear, concise two different times for them to choose from, usually one of those two times they say yes to and you have it on your calendar and you say to them, great, I'm going to call you at this number at 10 o'clock on Thursday and we can go through the next steps for your program. Yeah. And that's for... If you're ending the call and someone maybe needs more time to make a decision, that's when you would want to be really clear on when you're going to be connecting with them next. So you're not leaving it up in the air and then they're not remembering you and then things come up and they get distracted and then whoops, you just lost a potential customer. So if someone is a yes... How are we clear on the next steps, Jen? Yeah, so this is another thing. The next thing is if the person is clear that they're a yes for the offer, they say, great, your next steps are, here's the link for you to register for the program now. That's number, that's one next step we can give Mm -hmm. them. Number two is I'm going to take your credit card information right now and Mm -hmm. go ahead and sign you up for the program and you'll receive an email in the next 24 hours. And so I think that with your example of a person that isn't a yes yet, but you're setting that follow-up call, a really nice touch that I always do is between that time and the time they're going to get on the call with you, I send them something of value. Yeah. I text them something and say, this made me think of you after our conversation today. So good. And that allows them to understand that you care about them, that you heard them, and that you're really holding space for them so that they have the time and the ability to use their discernment and their research to do what they need to know and do to make an empowered decision. Yeah, I don't think you can get more crystal clear than that, Jen. (laughs) All right, Megan, what's number six? Okay, number six, keep it direct and keep it brief okay Mm -hmm. so this is when you're communicating with them in the follow-up and i think you know sometimes when we're following up we're too vague and it doesn't elicit a response on the other side or like it doesn't encourage them to actually get back to you so when you are direct and when you are brief it cues them to a call to action, which is to respond to you, right? If you're too wordy, too vague, too in story, then and they're confused, just like you and I got an email the other day of somebody <laughs> inviting us to something. And it was like a freaking novel. Uh-huh. And I was like, Jen, I have no idea what she's saying. Did you even read it all? No, no, it was too long. It was so long, you guys. It, it would have taken me 20 minutes no joke yeah to read the email so i skimmed to the bottom and it was something about like an affiliate program or something i was so I don't unclear know. i was so unclear and that's a problem because we still haven't responded to her because we're unclear and i don't know how, like i wouldn't even know what to say to her because i'm so confused without sounding like a bitch yeah <laughs> i mean let's be honest you never sound like a bitch. well i don't try to mm-hmm. i really like i don't want to ever come off that way but when someone isn't clear I have no idea what to say to them. And then I just don't respond because I don't want to come off as rude. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, And that's the importance of clarity. 
Yeah, it's like, just tell me what you're trying to say to me. Yeah. Like, do you, are you asking me to promote your shit? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want from me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I get it. And so when you're doing that in your email, what do you say in a subject line and what do you say in the email? Yeah, good question. So a good one is, can you let me know? I That's very direct. It means that you're waiting for a response. And then, you know, in the body of the email, you can you know, say directly what you're waiting to hear back from them on. Okay. But um, like some email subject lines, like, hi, just touching base. Just touching base. Just just wanted to say hi. <laughs> like, it's so vague and I don't know what you need, mean, need from me. So I might not even open the email because you didn't create any sense of urgency totally. for me. You're big on that, Meg. That's another thing I think that we get to say here that we haven't yet. And I didn't mean to interject, but I want you to touch on this because one thing that Megan has taught me and she teaches our clients is urgency. Mm -hmm. And creating urgency in follow-up is really important. And you do a really great job of that. There's timelines and there's urgency. So how do you create that urgency within an email like that without sounding like, a bitch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are a few ways to do that. And, you know, I think for me, because I am an emotional authority and I need time, I need information that if somebody isn't direct with me, I will take all of the time in the world to make the decision. But if I know that maybe, hey, time is running out, maybe the offer expires by Friday, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you only have one spot to fill yeah. and it's, then there's a wait list. Like, I don't want to get on your wait list. I want to be on that last spot. Yeah. So I think those are some ways that you can create a sense of urgency is letting them know that the offer isn't available forever. And, you know, even if you're just starting or looking to fill up your calendar, you still get to create that sense of urgency because when the person on the other side knows that they have a lot of time and they can say yes whenever, if they're like me, they might take all the time in the world and then what's happening for you is you're holding space for them all that time and it's training you. Absolutely. I love that you said that. Thank you. Because when we're holding that energetic space for someone, there's a lot of bandwidth that goes into that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that we get to create urgency from that energetic space so that we can put our energy into other people if we feel like they're a better fit. And I think that's really important for our audience to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. So saying things like, you know, I have one spot left. I would love for it to be you. Um, I'm going to keep the spot open until Friday. Something like that where they have a timeline and they have to make a decision by a certain date. So good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Put that in there because I thought it was really important. Okay, so we were keeping it clear and direct and brief. Now, number seven is listen. Listen, I think we said this on the last episode of this series, and it's, I always say, listen your way to revenue. Um, Listening leaves clues. And sometimes as people that are in a position where we're inviting people to our offers and selling, we forget to listen. And so in the follow-up space, I think it's really important to listen to what they're saying. 
but most importantly with this piece is this really speaks to when you have made a clear offer and you've been direct to the person and made them a clear offer. And oftentimes I hear and see people in the sales world start filling the void with their own words instead of allowing themselves to be silent and allow the other person to work through their decision with you holding space silently and empowering them to have their own process. Because when you interrupt their process, you're disempowering them. (laughs) That's a long pause. I'm listening. (laughs) I'm quiet because I'm listening. What did you hear me say, Meg? (laughs) So many things, Jen. Listening, listening, and listen, listen, and listen. (laughs) I know it's awkward, you guys. It really is (laughs) when you're in that space and there's this awkward, silent pause and you're waiting for them to say something and you just want to fill that void because it's uncomfortable. But believe me, if you can just sit and listen and not open your mouth, usually, usually the person on the other end will respond and empower themselves to create the opportunity you're providing. And I also believe that, and and kind of like what you said is when we're talking so much and we're talking at the customer, we get into the convincing energy because we're trying to fill the void. So with the pause, it gives the person space And it's almost like they know that you're not trying to convince them because you're truly paying attention to what they're actually saying. So yes, it is awkward as fuck. Like the first few times I'm like, oh my God, who's going to break first? (laughs) Yeah, but it's an energetic thing too. Totally. Because if you think about it, if you're silent, you're inviting them to you, right? You're pulling them towards the That's right. And when you're talking, you're just pushing thoughts at them. That's right. So it's absolutely what you said. It's all energetic. And if you can hold that for them, it creates a lot of authority for you as well. Mm -hmm. So I really like talking about follow-up because I do truly feel it's a missed portion of the sales conversation and how people teach sales. And I believe it's the most important part. So I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it it again. Fortune is in the follow-up. That's right. So Meg, as we're ending this episode, I I would really love to hear your thoughts on what a good action step or soul assignment could be for our listeners today. Mm. Before we do that, can we recap oh, yeah. the seven? Because we gave a lot. That was a lot. Let's do it. Okay. Go, okay. Go for it. So number one is use a variety of follow-up methods. If they don't respond via one method, try another. Number two, give them a few days to respond. And if no response, circle back and say, hey, I just wanted to make sure you got my message. Number three, provide value by offering them free tools or resources to circle back to that might be relevant for them and their pain. Number four, if they are a no or not yet, try another offer. Downsell them into something else to build that no like and trust factor. 
Number five, be crystal clear on your next steps, such as click on the link to register or can I check in with you on Monday at 10. Number six, keep it direct and brief. Direct subject lines if using email to follow up as well. Number seven, listen, listen, and listen. Give them space to talk without having to fill in the gaps. Okay, so soul assignment. Jen, what are you feeling is a really good soul assignment? I can I can see the wheels turning. <laughs> yeah, as you were recapping and my mind was going there, I I really wanted to make this super simple and I wanted it to go back to what I kind of spoke about of those relationship rituals. Mm. You know, rituals are really important and we can we should do an episode on our rituals, but I think that my relationship ritual that I've imparted in myself, that daily connection, is really a great thing to maybe have our audience bring into their follow-ups. Oh, I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. So I think maybe it would be really fun to say, okay, instead of thinking about this as follow-up, right, how can I create revenue through relationships and connection? And so today, just for today, what would it feel like for you to create this new ritual for yourself where you added value to someone else's life by sharing something with them that you know would support them in the journey that they're on? So good. Just for today and see what happens. See mm-hmm. what comes of it without expectation, without attachment. Just reach out to that person that's on your heart that you have had a connection with and send them something really amazing. I love it. Boom, baby. Awesome, guys. Well, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. I think that follow-up is so important, and I'm so glad we did an episode on it. And it makes me think we should do an episode on our rituals, because we have some pretty badass rituals. Ooh. Okay. TBD. Yeah, we'll let you know. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. Let us know how your follow-up goes and your new relationship ritual. Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, or you can connect with us at solascendcoaching.com. 